Welcome to the New Money Podcast, where we talk about all things crypto. In this episode, we have boys Jide and Aziz in the building, and uh, you know your boy Clinton, the the three Nigerian lads, yeah? What are we saying? What, we're repping Yeah the Eagle today, yeah? Uh, Supai sp- go, eh, Naja. You are now, uh-huh, Naja boys. <laughs> Anyways, in today's episode, we're going to... Uh, have a good debate on a few topics. So, firstly, we're going to speak about a, a topic of uh, decentralized exchanges. Um, it's, it's a topic that's come up recently as as to if they're a good thing and how beneficial they are to the space. And just we're going to speak about what decentralized exchanges are, uh, our experiences with using them, and we, we might then end up uh, going on further to speak about other s- stuff in the crypto space such as security tokens with the recent article coming up about the benefit of security tokens so boys i don't think we've uh, had a good catch up with our listeners about like just buying crypto so what exchanges do we, do you guys use now in terms of just buying crypto uh, aside from decentralized exchanges so uh, are you still on binance or on bittrex so i mean like i, I definitely recommend like uh, for people who are first buying like cryptocurrency assets to go through Coinbase, yeah. just because it's like the most intuitive, even though the fees are quite high, like uh, Coinbase is always like a good like first stop. Yeah, and then like once you kind of have like bought like some the assets from Coinbase, whether it be Ethereum, whether it be Bitcoin yeah. or Litecoin, then you can like then I would like transfer that over to an exchange, yeah. uh, exchange such as. Binance is probably my my favorite one. Yeah, right now. and uh, yeah. also also there's um before we used to use Bittrex, which is another exchange where you can trade other cryptocurrencies. But now they're a bit like I think that that's what we're saying about a problem with centralized exchanges because um, a lot of it is just a bit quite a bit shady and um just the way they go about business maybe may not be as expected, but um. Jude, what what exchanges do you use apart from the decentralized exchanges? Do you just use Binance as well? Yeah, man. For me personally, I think that Binance is the go-to, the best product out there if you want to buy and sell crypto. Yeah. However, um, obviously, I haven't really been buying recently or <laughs> moving about. I've, nah, it's not. It's not as because the market's down. It's just because I feel like um, I don't want to put in more. Um, I don't want to invest more because I'm in good positions and I haven't really found many good positions recently. Yeah. Just because um, the market is quite volatile, there's not a clear um, bull or bear well, and I feel like the market's more leaning towards a bear. But um, I'd, for sure, I definitely would say Binance is my favourite um, exchange to use. On top of that, there's um, Buybox, which is, which Buy is good. What's that? Yeah, Buybox. It's a it's a decentralized exchange, and uh, we use that. It's uh, for ERC twenty tokens. We use that recently to um, sell some Pundi X, which was a really was, nice uh, experience. Oh, um, oh, so Buybox is a de- decentralized exchange. Okay, um, 
we might as well explain what um, a decentralized exchange is to our listeners. Yeah, well, um, a decentralized exchange for our listeners who don't know what it is, is um, an exchange where you actually hold your own private key. So you actually have full, uh, full control of your wallet and there isn't a central like honeypot like hub where um where your funds are actually stored on so the actual exchange doesn't not hold all your funds so usually exchanges usually operate at like i'd say a fractional reserve or they where they basically have a wallet that you don't control that the exchange controls and they um hold all of the funds that are traded on the exchange so all you really have is an account id and it's like a bank However, um, a decentralized exchange is literally like a marketplace where there's buyers and sellers, but it's um everybody has their own private key. And yeah. the positives for that are that um decentralized exchanges are harder to hack, or they can't really be hacked because um there isn't any honey pot one point that the hackers could attack. Whereas uh, where it's decentralized, obviously everybody has their own private key, and it's really down to you, so it's a lot safer. Uh, yeah, the problem with like a lot of big problem with centralized exchange is that like a lot of the as Jilly was saying, a lot of the attacks happen where like blockchain meets the internet. So like with like these big centralized like exchanges like such as Coinbase, even though I said that Coinbase is a good one, a point of entry, but what makes it like kind of vulnerable to attack is because blockchain itself is like very very hard to hack. But when blockchain meets the internet, which is something that's hacked every day like dif- different internet companies that are brought down all the time like when blockchain meets the internet and when so when this centralized pot of money meets the internet then it becomes vulnerable yeah. which gives like a big need for things like decentralized exchange just to sort of mitigate that um that threat of attack and also but um i don't think a lot of people know how centralized exchanges work so even for me like for example, when I'm trading and I'm buying and selling cryptocurrencies, I, I think I automatically think, oh, yeah, I've just bought this and bam, like it's mine. But that's not how it works at all. It's like, like it's like the, the way it works is that you've bought something and they've registered that you've purchased that. But the trend, like you don't actually own any crypto yet. So it's like it's just like technically you do own it, but like nothing's gone through yet. So it's not like you haven't. You haven't like it hasn't been traded yet, whereas um, decentralized exchanges, like it's it's basically peer to peer. So as soon as you buy that currency, like it's basically like the transaction happens straight away, and there are miners who are already like um, mining and working on the nodes for you to um, gain the crypto. Whereas in centralized exchanges, you don't like you don't have that anyway. So you can like. The good thing is that you can go offline and then it happens with like whenever it happens. Whereas for decentralized exchanges and like peer-to-peer stuff, you some of them you kind of have to be online. And I was reading this article where it says that a lot of the, the exchanges that we think are decentralized are actually not fully decentralized. So say for example, mm. so some of them say for example, like uh, IDEX, you know IDEX, don't you? Today, or like yeah, yeah, or yeah, like, uh, yeah. Radar relay, like say, say for example, uh, they're not fully decentralized because they still have like the 
like an order, you know the order book where you can see what someone wants to buy and what someone wants to sell? Like yeah. with, with those, you can still see that. But if you wanted like a fully decentralized exchange, you wouldn't be able to like have that order book. And the negative with that order book is that, you know, like you can, you can, you have the buy and sell walls. So someone can like put an mm-hmm. order, you can, yeah. you can see what's, what's about to happen before, like, so you know what trade you want to do. Whereas like with a, mm-hmm. with a fully decentralized mm-hmm. exchange, which is like on, like on chain, which means that your transaction is happening straight away and it's like P2P and then it's like the settlements on chain as well. So you're receiving the crypto like straight away. Like you don't, you, like you can't foretell what's, someone wants to buy and what someone wants to sell. And the, the term is called front running where you can like, like you can see what the order is and then like, like act on that order. And you'd yeah. think like in a, in a uh, space like this, like where everything's meant to be decentralized, blah, 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 blah. You think the exchanges would already be decentralized. And this article yeah. said that 99% of um, transaction volume goes through centralized exchanges. So it shows that we have a long way to go. If uh, if that's what we want, if that's really, like, do we really need decentralized exchanges? What I would say is that, uh, talking about decentralized exchanges, you have to look at uh, Coinbase's quick acquisition this week. Yeah. Of, uh, mm. I think it's Radar Relay. Uh, and, Paradex. Um, is it right no, it's Paradox. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's it. No, no, I think it's Paradox. Paradox. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, obviously that acquisition, it shows that they're looking towards a decentralized exchange. They've even rebranded GDAX as well, the trading platform. So it's kind of mad. So when you're looking at decentralized exchanges, I mean, like this year is going to be bigger. It's going to be bigger. <laughs> you know, and Mr. Um, Biggs. Hey, you, ever, you know, um, Mr. Biggs in Nigeria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, fam. Yeah, the, the it's Mc- going to be. McDonald's of Nigeria, fam. My, it's going to be Mr. Big. McDonald's with no chips, <laughs> only jollof rice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jude, um, one of one of the um, decentralized exchanges that that's actually like that's like fully like maybe on like the f- closer to like decentralization is a uh, crypto bridge. So and and I know you yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you have a lot of experience with crypto bridge. So what what do you think about that exchange as a like an exchange? I uh, like. Like, like, what is its function, and is it is it good at what it's doing? Yeah, um, I think Crypto Bridge is a great exchange because you're able to stake your coins. So by staking your coins in Crypto Bridge, it allows you to um then like get a share, a profit share, so on your account. So you basically get a residual income. Yeah. Um, I think my actual experience trading on Crypto Bridge. Yeah. What was your use? What was your user experience? My user experience is like obviously I think there are the liquidity of crypto bridge at the time when i first started using it wasn't as high as it is now so it really does depend on your trading pair yeah so um when when i mean say liquidity for those who don't know i mean like the amount of buyers and sellers in the market because um if there's like no buyers or no sellers then if there's no buyers and you put in a sell order like your your or your sell order is actually just going to sit on the books yeah, so, mm. so it's hard to turn the asset into actual cash. Yeah, so you want to turn it into. So I think I think that the actual buying experience and user experience of Crypto Bridge, it was pretty good. You know, pretty good. 
But um, I think just the whole concept of being able to stake your coins and it's that for me is like the most fully decentralized like exchange. We're not only exchange, we're like community in the yeah, sense that because like, you get a, sh- a profit share, it's like it really makes you feel like, yeah, okay, cool. I am one with this, you know, it's like, it's like, you know, when the hands, have you ever seen that when the hands like are in, are in the sky and the gods are touching each fingers? Uh, that picture, you know what I'm talking I don't about? Think I have. I ain't seen it, fam. You when, when you see the fingers like this, nah, nah, yeah, I cut this up. But anyway, <laughs> nah, it's fine. keep it. In. <laughs> it looks like it's yeah. like that, Maji. It's, yeah. it's like that. And uh, to be fair, there's there's different types of like it's not just exchanges. So there's like there's also like peer to peer trading. So a few of the things that are like peer to peer trading that like you may be familiar with is like Shapeshift and stuff, which like which is where you yeah. can just trade coins. And then there's also, the decentralized version, which is like uh, Bancor, which we'll go on to further develop um, just after the, these few points. And, you, and we also have uh, open protocols for decentralized exchange. So you have um, the, uh, OX. So we have like OX, which is like an open pro- protocol for that you can like build your own decentralized exchange on. And it, like, it's like a platform where you can build your own decentralized exchange and like trade with other DEXs. But yeah, back to Bankle, which is like a, it's meant to be like a decentralized P2P form of trading. So where you just, mm. so you we use Bankle for Pondi, right? Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. I, you know what's mad? Earlier I was saying uh, buy box. I mean, did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I meant Bankor. I meant Yeah, Bancor that's what I was thinking. What, fam, what's so, buy box, fam? Yeah, so, yeah, yo, what did you think of Bankor? Because, Musti was saying he like he really enjoyed the process and like it was just good fun. Yeah, we, we spoke about this uh, like in a, a few episodes ago. Yeah, the the onboarding pro uh, like process for Banco was just really really smooth. Like just like the way that like uh, even though you have to go through Facebook and that, so you know Facebook knows your, yeah, knows yeah. your information, but. But like the way that it asks you the security questions and stuff like that, like it's just really, really smooth. It was a good onboarding process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Onboarding process, paying. <laughs> so, for the future, do you think do you think it matters that like now at the moment that with with that statistic wall that it said ninety nine percent of volume goes through centralized exchanges, and with the fact that crypto is meant to be a space where like the main aim of like the use of blockchain technology and crypto and cryptocurrencies is to sort of remove the middleman. Well, essentially for Bitcoin, that's what it is to remove the middleman and having like a centralized exchange doesn't remove that. It's just another form of a bank. Do you think it matters that we like it's such a big thing in crypto now, or would you rather have like DEXs like become bigger in the future and like become part of like the space man honestly for me like i think about this stuff like really pragmatically like and like i feel like it's just about what is going to get this fit these assets into the mainstream yeah in the fastest possible manner because dot like like it's all well and good, like being at the edges of like mass adoption, being on the edges. But what's actually going to make people confident enough to have these assets 
in the have ownership of these yeah. assets and whether if that's buying it from a centralized uh, exchange then so be it for me like that's not that's not the biggest problem like uh, that's not the biggest problem for me it's about mass adoption and whether the means of getting there mm. is irrelevant so, uh, uh, that's, that's you're, being, you're being pragmatic yeah, yeah, that's, yeah pragmatic. That's not pragmatic <laughs> pragmatic man that's a pragmatic oh, oh so, dear. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hey cut that out cut that out <laughs> yeah so so you think like it's fine. We can just let's just use these centralized exchanges. They can do whatever you want. Like, and even what what we're saying, I was saying before about off the Twitter kind of how like a lot of the stuff in crypto space, it's not that big of a deal, and and all of that oh decentralize the world, blah 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 blah. Like, I don't think it's as big of a deal as it as it should be. And man, I just don't like things that that, that pretend to be yeah yeah not, yeah like Ripple like Ripple pretends to be like it's well. Well, it, it, it's the perception is that it's uh, it's decentralized and it's uh, crypt, like it's actual cryptocurrency when it's not. Like, you know, when if you're upfront about like, okay, we are still slightly centralized, or we are centralized, but we are still supporting this this community and we're still supporting this movement. Like, then that's for me, that's fine. Like, you're gonna still need like some sort of basis of centralization to sort of build the decentralized things off of. And like, you can't just move from centralized to decentralized in like one step it has to be a gradual sort of process and, and the thing and the thing about these um uh decentralized exchanges as well is that first and foremost they none of them are fiat to crypto so like you you still need to go through a, a centralized exchange like coinbase or gemini or something like that and um use fiat meaning money if anyone doesn't know so you, you need to they're the only way that you can turn your money into crypto. So the decentralized exchanges, you need to, some of them are either through, um, Ethereum, most of them are through Ethereum or through Bitcoin. And to purchase those, you need to go through stuff like Coinbase. So that's, that's the real, I think that's the real issue at hand. When you can get a DEX where you can go from straight from fiat to crypto, I, don't, I think that will be a good thing and that, that may change the game. But at the moment, I think now it's just like, it's all right, like it's not, all that but uh, for our listeners right. no you're definitely yeah. right because there definitely needs to be more like there needs to be more ways that you can you can just like exchange your crypto into fiat like and there's the only ways you can do that right now is centralized uh, is through centralized exchanges which keeps their dominance and keeps them like relevant and uh, and for, for our listeners as well uh, for anyone who does want to look at any of these exchanges or wants to try out these decentralized exchanges, if you have a bit, I guess if you have a bit of experience and you just want to see how it is, um, I'll give you a name of a, f- of a few. So there's like there's things like Radar Relay, uh, IDEX, Bartadex, CryptoBridge, we, which we mentioned. Um, there's other stuff like uh, Ether, Delta, Bisc, uh, Bancor, and there's just a few other that you can look into and see. Uh, let us know what your experience is and come back to us. I feel like we've we've hit the bag on this topic as well because we spoke about this many episodes ago when we had our episode on Polymath and how security tokens are going to change the game. So uh, a recent article came came about just speaking about uh, the benefits of using a security token. A security token just being like. Say for example, it's just basically having like when you have like things like stock 
um, you have like equity, you have things like uh, like debt, like through like bonds, and you have like derivatives and stuff, but in the form of a security token. And it's just like a, I think it's a it's an easier way to go about the process that already happens, and I think it's 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 a very applicable way to use crypto, which even the skeptics are quite positive about. So in this article, it was just saying like there was different things. So for example, uh, one thing with security tokens is like it's like twenty four seven. So in in um in America, like with trading, they close. They have like hours where they open and when they close. So a lot of the things that companies do is that they they will release information after trading closing hours. So yeah, so so nothing can be done, and some people have information ahead of the others and uh, blah blah blah. But with with the use of security tokens, like, because it's like twenty four seven, it's like 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 th- that can't happen, and it it's just like makes the process more smooth. You don't have all of that mis- misinformation. You don't have companies. Trying to like, um, like release information after like trading closed and stuff like that. Yeah, like I think like a like a like going into the issue of securities and like going like seeing how like blockchain technology and the the tokenization of securities. I think like some of like the major positives are like so basically currently as it stands, like it takes a long time for a trade to be put through. Like there's a lot of middlemen, there's a lot of regulation. Yeah. So when you actually want to put a trade through, there's a lot of steps that you have to take. And with blockchain technology and having smart contracts that kind of, uh, they have the regulations and they have all these rules yeah. uh, already written in and programmed into the smart contracts. What you can see is that these uh, extra steps and these middlemen are, are taken away. These intermediaries are taken away, which makes the trade a lot quicker and a lot cheaper. Yes. So that's a really, really, that's a really, uh, really big um, positive and a, a big like opportunity uh, that the securities and the financial market have uh, by adopting blockchain. Another really big thing that like I'm, I just started reading into, and I think it's it's going to be massive, is the um, what's it called the interoperability. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so. So, so meaning that you like meaning that you can have all these different types of assets and we kind of spoke about it last week as well like you can have all these different types of assets in one wallet like so you don't have to like separate um, you don't have to have your yeah separate your real estate yeah, like yeah. Um, stocks like um bonds like all all those different i know like a lot maybe at the moment our listeners are like are not that experience on that but like as you go on you you want to learn more about stuff like that and it just makes it a lot easier yeah. for people to manage all those assets in like like one like one thing through tokenization of securities yeah like the so the the article that we read like it's like the guy was saying that he doesn't want to have to have working capital. Like he wants to be able to pay his mortgage. He wants to be fully invested oh, all yeah. the time and be able to pay his mortgage automatically by having uh, some of his assets sold and like being able to pay his mortgage monthly. And that, that, that idea just blew my mind. Like we have all this cash in the bank and we have all of this like cash in our pocket that's just sitting there idly. That's not actually, it's not actually working for us. So if we, if we had... Uh, the ability to be 
to have all of our, um, our monies invested all the time or our assets invested all the time. And when we actually need and when we actually need to pay for, for something or we need to take out physical cash for something, then we can. Um, I think that, that that's a concept that really redefines what we see as money. Yeah, but um, what I would say is like, who makes the correct investment advice? For example, like, I know you're saying that you want your money invested um, all the time instead of just sitting there as cash. How do you know that it's a good investment? But I feel like, like a, yeah, but I feel like crypto is a, like the whole idea about crypto, especially like Bitcoin, like, and like all of these digital payments is to be your own bank and like be your own, like, have control over your own like uh, financial decisions and just yeah so like I feel like not obviously not everyone can decide to to manage their own investments you can still have like um, advisors and stuff like the melon port for example that's about uh, allowing you allowing people to allowing you to uh, utilize uh, crypto or follow put your money uh, into the hands of uh of an investor or investment manager that can manage your portfolio or can copy the trades that that investment manager is doing. So we can still have that sort of, you can still have that sort of uh, uh, support and and advice. It's, you don't have to like make your own, all your own financial decisions, but I think it's important and I think it would be really good uh, for the future if we could stay invested all the time and then actually withdraw money and then pay the things that we need to pay. I think it's it's very good in terms of just like it's like, using the word pragmatic again. Like it's not like a, a like blow your mind kind of change thing. It's like it's like reducing costs and making things a lot easier. So things like oh, it says like settlement of like um like trade and stuff. Like it will be much easier in terms of just like transactions. So usually it's meant to take like two days to for like um, contracts to be settled, but. With uh, the use of security tokens, it's um, claimed that it, it would make it a lot quicker. And also, another thing is that like uh, security tokens, they can be programmable. So with uh, no, normal securities, like because there's so many different types, um, they come under, come under so many different types of regulation. Whereas with um, security tokens, like they can be programmable to already be like under that regulation. So like it's it's easy to be compliant to any regulations that um may occur in the in like that country's jurisdiction of like wherever the the trade is taking place which is which is great and i i just think it's a good i think it it, like, it makes sense like like there's a lot of things saying that like why like why do you need a blockchain to do something like that and I think it's like it's just the case where like it's it's now here like if 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 it wasn't needed before then why why did no one do any why did no one do anything but um now that it's here and now, now we can see that like things have been done to create something like that and we're we're basically at the forefront of that and things like what we've spoken about before polymath which which I reckon like there's a lot of things in this space that aren't going to go anywhere and they're just useless and they're not doing much at all. But I, I, I'm not. Name names, name names. I ain't going out. Name names. I ain't even say, I ain't going to say much. I ain't going to talk too much. Um, Verge. But yeah, there's a lot of stuff that (laughs) Verge fam. 
Uh, I wonder who invested in Verge. <laughs> but Polymath. Bro, I invested in Verge. I'm what, bro? Man shouldn't have sold. Man shouldn't have sold. Bro. When you sold, if you hadn't sold, if you hadn't had sold, you'd be fucking rich now. I know. Bro. When did you sell? Yeah, so Polymath, which is we've spoken on before, it's meant, it, it's meant, it's technically meant to be the Ethereum of uh, security tokens. So it's basically just that they're, they're now, they're, it may be like a new ICO craze, but more like a, a STO, which is what it's meant to be called, where you can create your own security token off the uh, the Polymath protocol, which is the ST20 protocol. And it just allows like people to create their own security token. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, now nah, for me, I think that... um. Security tokens are something that are really that is really interesting. It's really some. It's really um a idea um that is easily adoptable. But I think that there needs to be a lot of KYC because it's easily adoptable for people who are normal, like who are actual um yeah who who are who are actual investors and not the everyday retail investor. Because like like for me, I feel like um the world still isn't ready to adopt blockchain-based um, assets to adopt, like, protocols. And obviously, I think the everyday person, like, obviously, from where I work, it's, we, we have a digital currency at the moment. And people still, like, send transactions to the wrong address all the time. Like, if your name is, like, for example, Jack or, like, Peter, people send their... Um, they send some digital currency to that address. And obviously, because it's a digital currency, at the moment we can refund it. But eventually when we do hit on a, get on the blockchain, um, people can't be sending um, re sending transactions. Like it's just like, I think the, the actual idea of having a bank or something centralized, there is a there is a use case for it. Like, and, and, not, and I, I don't think that the world should, is ready to be decentralized. But I do think security tokens in the right hands are going to be very beneficial and it will help to um, democratize uh, or actually like speed up a market that is so slow moving. Yeah, you make you make yeah. a very good point, bro. To be honest, Definitely. especially with the um, when you were saying about um, big big like it's it's mainly for big investors and what you're saying about yeah decentralizing the world. I don't think it's the case at all and. I know some some nonce, some dickhead, always going on about tokenize the world, bruv. And everyone just True. just eats. I, I ain't gonna say no names because uh, some some people like like the guy, but but man, just talking about tokenizing the world and guy. Nah, but I nah, think that tokenized world is for me. For me, I can see it. For me, I can see a tokenized world happening in the future because I honestly believe yeah that that makes more sense than having like a centralized bank but then that's of the assumption that we actually like move away from the um central banking central banking system that we operate on so like that's not gonna that's not gonna happen because of where um the power lies, lies. yeah that's not gonna happen in the near future but you know one day it go happen we kind of got happen. a bit of cons conspiracy theorists <laughs> but yeah um we, yeah, we got a bit technical in this episode, to be honest, but I hope you guys enjoyed it. Like, sometimes not every episode is going to be the, uh, the same. Sometimes we catch a few laughs and give you some knowledge. Sometimes we go a bit technical, technical, speak about some financial stuff. 
Um, if anything went over your head, just uh, have a quick Google, uh, at us on Twitter, or drop us a message, use the hashtag. And you know, it's been the New Money Podcast. Jaday, Clinton, Aziz, you know, the Niger boys. Aziz, but Dream Team, one more Niger. <laughs> Anyways, yes. I yo yo. I must eat. I don't know what I'm saying. Yeah, so man, sound like a stroke or something. Yeah, so follow us on the New Money Podcast. You know where it is. New Money hashtag New Money as well. Follow us on SoundCloud if you enjoyed this podcast. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. Peace out. Peace.